Church in Houston, Texas. Welcome to our online Bible study this evening. We are studying the Psalms and Proverbs. Every week we look at one Psalm and one Proverb and see how God is guiding and directing us in all that we do. Tonight we're looking at Psalm 16 and Proverbs 16. And our focus for this evening, we're going to look at our plans and God's plans. And we're going to be talking about it through the lens of hearing God's teaching and moving into action. To start tonight, if you're on by the telephone, I'll need your help in reading the Psalms or reading the Proverbs. We'll start with Psalm 16. Then we'll move into Proverbs 16, and we'll look at the discussion between the two of these particular passages. To begin tonight, some people are on by telephone. Some people are on by computer. If you're on by computer, you'll be able to type your responses in the text box, and I'll share them with everyone that's online. And if you're on by telephone, um, I will need your assistance in reading and uh, hearing more. So um, again, we're looking at Psalm 16 and Proverbs 16. I'll start with a devotional which comes from Jesus Calling. And um, I'll read the devotional, and then I'll pray. And we'll jump right into uh, our scriptures for tonight. Hear this devotional. Waiting on me means directing your attention to me in hopeful anticipation of what I will do. It entails trusting me with every fiber of your being instead of trying to figure things out yourself. Waiting on me is the way I designed you to live. All day, every day, I created you to stay conscious of me as you go about your daily duties. I have promised many blessings to those who wait on me, renewed strength, living one's circumstances, resurgence of hope, awareness of my continual presence. Waiting on me enables you to glorify me by living in deep dependence on me, ready to do my will. It also helps you to enjoy me in my presence in fullness of joy. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come tonight just thanking you for everything, God. We thank you for the ability to lean and depend on you, that you would guide us and direct us in all that we do. So, God, we turn this Bible study over to you tonight as we study Psalms and Proverbs and hear what your direction is for all of our lives. We turn this study over to you right now. In your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, good evening. This is Dr. Jackie King. I'm Dr. Jackie King from Jones Memorial. And tonight we're going to be looking at Psalms 16 and Proverbs 16 
And the lens in which we're going to study tonight's two scriptures, here's the ideal statement. What are your plans and what are God's plans? How do they look the same? How do they look different? And what is God teaching us about his plans? For instance, we're going to ask questions like, how is God calling us through love, service, reaching, and teaching? And today we're going to focus mainly on teaching. What do you hear in the scriptures? How is God calling our name? So why don't we jump right in, and I will start with Psalm 16, and I will read, read the first four verses, and then I'll need someone to read from 5 to 8, and then someone will read 9 through 11. Psalm 16. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I saw of the holy, I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of my blood on such gods or take up their names on my lips. Who will read verses 5 through 8 of Psalm 16? Those of you on the phone, someone read Psalm 16, verses 5 through 8. You, Lord, are all I want. You are my choice, and you keep me safe. You make my life pleasant, and my future is bright. I praise you, Lord, for being my guide. Even in the darkest night, your teachings fill my mind. I will always look to you as you stand beside me and protect me from fear. Okay, thank you. Would someone read Psalm 16, verses 9 through 11? Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoice. My flesh also, also shall rest in hope, but I will not leave but I will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I suffer thy holy one to be to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and the present is full fullness of joy. At the right hand there are pleasures for every forevermore. Great. I want you to pay attention to that last verse that says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Again, we're going to look at, between these two scriptures, what is God's plans and what are our plans? How are they the same and how are they different? If you look here at Psalm 16, What's God's plan in this scripture? It starts off first and foremost with a statement, a question, something that we're asking God. 
keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. In other words, God is our safety, and as people of God, as children of God, we're asking God for what? To keep us safe and to cover us and to keep us. And then we go on and we declare our relationship with God. In verse 2 it says, I say to you, Lord, you are my God. Apart from you, I have no good thing. In other words, if we're not connected to God, the good that we're hoping for, the good that we're looking for, we can't achieve that. So no matter what our plans are, if they're not in God's hands, they're really not plans that are going to go forth. And then the relationship goes to even the next level in verse 4 because it's, it's, it's making a statement. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of my blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. God is basically saying you can worship all these other things if that's what you want to do, but if you chase after these gods and you do what you are declaring that you want to do, I'm not pouring out my blessing upon you. And then it goes on in verse 8. Again, a statement of relationship. I keep my eyes always on God. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. In other words, if we're keeping our eye on God and we're having a relationship with God, our relationship is being strengthened, and we are not going to be shaken even when things don't particularly look like it's going in the way which we hope it will go. And then it says, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, and my body also will rest secure. What is that telling us? In other words, when I'm depending on God and God is directing me, I can rest at night. I'm not up. I'm not walking the floors. I'm not out of sorts with myself. So if you look at Psalm 16 and its wholeness, it's giving us declarative statements about how we are to relate to God, but what's the benefit of that relationship. Would someone read verse 11 again? The benefit of our relationship with doing the will of God and following us to God. Read verse 11. Would someone read verse 11 again? Psalm 16. Go ahead. Psalm 16, verse 11. Okay, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In other words, we are connected to God, but then we will begin seeing the path that God has for our life. So that's Psalm 16, and it really highlights our relationship with God and the benefit of following God. I'll start now with Proverbs 16, and I'll read the first four verses. And it um, goes all the way to verse 33. So I'll read four verses, and then I'll need someone who's going to read 5 to 8, someone reads 9 to 12, 13 through 16, every four verses. So we will read this together, but 
um, if we get a pause, then I'll jump in and read again. But we want to keep it going. So let me start off with Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 4. The humans belong to humans belong the plant of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are raised by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. The Lord works everything, works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked, for a day of disaster. Would someone pick up and read Proverbs 16, verses 5 through 8? Go ahead. Everyone who is is proud in heart is an abundant nation to the Lord. Assuredly, he will not be unpunished. By loving by loving kindness and truth, iniquity is a stone for and by the fear of the Lord one keeps When a man's ways are pleasing to the to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great income with injustice. Okay, great. Would someone now read nine through twelve? Go ahead. And, and man's heart devises his ways, but the Lord directed his steps. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgressions not in judgment. A gentle weight and balance are the Lord. All the weights of the bags are his work. It is an abundation to kings to commit wickedness for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteousness. Okay. Okay, would someone read 13 to 16? Okay. Kings take pleasure in honest lips. They value the one who speaks what is right. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, but the wise will appease it. A king's face brightens, it means life. His favor is like a rain cloud in spring. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver? Great. Would someone read 17 through 20? The way of the upright is part from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride before a destruction and a healing spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the, with the love, lowly. Oh, let me see. With the lowly, then to divide the spoil with the pride. He that handeth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoever and whosoever trusted in the Lord, happy is he. Great. Go ahead. 
Keep going. Uh, yes, I need somebody to read 21 to 24. Okay, you can continue. The wife is in the heart. She understands permanent and the sweetness of the lips increases learning. Understanding is a well-trained of life unto him that has had it, but the instructions of the fools is foolish. The heart of the wise teaches the mouth and added learning to his lips. Pleasant words are in in honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and heal it to and healing healing to the bone. Great. Okay, we need somebody to do twenty five through twenty eight. There is a way to a man, but his end is the way of death. A worker's appetite works for him, for his hunger urges him on. A worthless man deeds of evil, while his works are like sportsman's honor. Okay, one more, 28. Oh, I'm sorry. A worthless man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Okay, and then 29 through 33. Okay, thank you for the person who just finished reading, but if someone could do 29 to 33. Don't trust by the people. They will mislead you to do the wrong thing. When someone winks or grins behind your back, trouble is on the way. Gray hair is a glorious crown worn by those who have lived right. Controlling your temper is better than being a hero who captures a city. We make our own decisions, but the Lord alone determines what happens. Amen. We make our own decisions, but the Lord determines what happens. I really thought that verse uh, 31 was pretty good. And, and, you know, we have so much wisdom in our seniors, but God even speaks it right here in Proverbs. Gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in a way of righteousness. In other words, every gray hair that you get, you just don't get it just because it's got purpose behind it. So, you know, for those of us who know that uh, our real color is gray, uh, you can be proud of it based on that scripture. You can go ahead and circle that one and say, now look at here, gray hair. It's a crown of splendor. So what is these passages telling us? What is Proverbs telling us about our plans and God's plans? Well, one thing about Proverbs, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And the teaching of the book of wisdom is basically to give you insight at every level. If you notice, we broke down the readings in um, um, four verses at a time. If you go back and you look at each set of those four, um, there's teaching in each verse. Starting from the very start, it says, human beings belong, to humans belong the plans of the heart. Everyone wants to say we are at the heart of God. But then it goes on and says, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. In other words, God is going to speak the directions that he wants for our lives. 
And we as humans will feel that plan within our heart. So it's both and. We have to have the plans of our heart, but we also have to be willing to go to God and say, what are you saying over my life? Where is it that you need me to go? How is it that you want me to live? He places those plans in our heart deep into our soul, but he will speak life into us and give us direction. Then it goes on to say, all a person's ways seem to pure to them, but their motives are weighed by God. So if you go through each one of these proverbs, you'll see the human side, but you'll also see the direction or the essence of what God is saying. Not one of these verses are without direction. For instance, verses 6 says, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. In other words, God expects us to come and confess our sins. But then it goes on and says, through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. We all know that evil is in the world. But if we have a fear of the Lord, we won't be out entertaining the sin or creating the sin or participating in the sin because God is saying to us, there's a way for you to live into the atonement and the gift of grace and peace that I've given to you. Verse 10 says, the lips of a king speak as an oracle, and his mouth does not betray justice. You can say all the right things, but it should be just and loving and caring and nurturing from God. Why is all of this important? Because if we're going to know the plans that God has for our lives, we have to be willing to look at what is God saying and how do we live it. Any other passage within this Proverbs or the Psalms, any of these have gotten your attention? Anybody? Any of the any of the psalms got your attention, or any of the proverbs? Which ones got your attention tonight? Well, I've shared with you verse thirty-one, Proverbs: the gray hair is a crown of splendor. I'm just, I think that's a great gift. <laughs> any others can have your attention tonight? Go ahead. Much better to be wise and sensible than to be rich and foolish. Ah, say a little more. Better to be wise and sensible than to be wise rich. and sensible. Okay. Then I feel that to be rich and foolish. That was verse sixteen. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's a good thing. But sometimes at 20 or 19 or 13 or many other ages, we don't know what, how important it is to have that wisdom. And so a lot of times we don't live with the wisdom until we've had a little season of life and some things have happened, things have changed, but now we understand what it means to have God's wisdom. Great one. How about anyone else? I thought verse 28 was interesting. A perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip celebrates, separates close friends. What do you think that's talking about in reference to God's plan for our lives? In 
In other words, if we have something that we need to say to one another, we need to say it and not stir up conflict. We need to live into the boldness and the love and the care that God has. For instance, verse 24 says, gracious, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. In other words, we can say things in a very loving and caring way, and it helps people to know, and the healing words of God goes all the way to the bones of their living and their very being. Others, any, any of them that jump out at you. Can I get someone to read verse 21 again? Proverbs 16, verse 21. The wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. Why is that, again, talking about how we speak from the very beginning? Because if we go back to verse 1, it says, To humans belong the plans of the heart. But from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. Many of these here in, Ver, in, in Proverbs 16 talk about hearing what God is saying to you. A lot of times that's the hard part because we don't know what it means to just hear from God. But each one of these passages gives us a little insight to what it means to not only know what wisdom is in our heart, but to take time and give space in our relationship with God so we can actually hear his instructions. Anybody here ever have an experience where you thought God was saying one thing, but in actuality he hadn't given you instructions because you did not have clarity? And you took action. Has God's grace kept you? Has God's grace given you room to grow? But every one of these particular parts of this Proverbs and Psalms, we can see that God is moving in our lives in lots of different ways. Any thoughts? Any other things that have gotten your attention? Um, Pastor King, does this mean also if you have a passion for something, is that how God can let you know that there's something that he wants you to do? Yes, because that passion is that plan that's in your heart. You feel it, you know it, and, and you can just see God moving. But the second part of that says, but from God comes the proper answer of the tongue. So we have to be willing to wait and trust what God is saying so that we can be more clear as we walk through this. So I want to go back. Thank you for that question. I want to go back to the devotional for today, and I want you to hear it again now that you've heard both Psalm 16 and Proverbs 16 because it's going to help this second part of our discussion. It says, waiting on me means directing your attention to me, meaning we're talking to God. Waiting on the Lord means directing your attention to the Lord in hopeful anticipation of what the Lord will do. It entails trusting the Lord with every fiber of your being instead of trying to figure out the things all by yourself. 
waiting on the Lord is the way that the Lord designed us to live all day, every day. And then it goes on to say, I, meaning the Lord, created you to stay conscious of me as you go about your daily duties. I, the Lord, have promised many blessings to those who wait on me. Renewed strength, living above one's circumstances, resurgence of hope, awareness of my continual presence. Waiting on me, the Lord, enables you, my people, to glorify me by living in deep dependence on me, ready to do my will. It also helps you to enjoy me in my presence is the fullness of joy. That devotion was based on uh, Psalm 16. And so now we're going to look at both Psalm 16 and Proverbs 16 literally side by side. And I want you to think about just a couple questions. From a teaching perspective, what is God, our plans, and what are God's plans for our lives? Anybody have a God moment this week where you know that God is showing up and letting you see his plans for you? Anybody have a God moment that you could kind of bring into uh, the discussion of these two scriptures side by side? Okay, an example of a God moment may be looking at Psalm 16, verses 2, says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good. And then verse 3 says, I say of the holy people, you are in the land. They are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. And then you look at verse 3 of Proverbs, and it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. In other words, you can feel it in your heart, but it's God's direction to literally establish the plans. So if you look at these kind of side by side, they give both insight and instruction on how to live. But many times we get hung up and this is what I want, God. This is how I want it, God. When can I have it this way, God? What are we going to do about this, God? And so we feel the passion in our heart, but we don't necessarily do verse 3 that says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So in other words, the God moment says, feel what's in your heart, but also be ready for the Lord to give you an answer from the Lord's tongue and let him reveal and show you the plans he has for your life. Questions, thoughts? I know it's different looking at these two passages side by side. Anything jump out for anybody? Okay. I have a different version of Psalm 16. I want you to hear Psalm 16 from the message translation, and then um, 
We'll see if there's any other insights we want to share with one another, and then we'll think about where we go from there as well as listen to the prayer requests for one another. Here is Psalm 16 from the Message Translation. Keep me safe, O God. I've run for dear life to you. I say to Yahweh, be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. And these God-given, God-chosen lives all around, what splendor, friends, they make. Don't just go shopping for God. Gods are not for sale. I swear, I've never treat God names like brand names. My choice is you, Yahweh, first and only you. And now I find I'm your choice. You set me up with a house and a yard, and then you made me your heir. The wise counsel Yahweh gives when I'm awake is confirmed by my sleeping heart. Day and night, I stick with Yahweh. I've got a good thing going, and I'm not letting go. I'm happy from inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's no longer my destination. Now you've got me seat on, you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm now on the right way. The exciting thing I want to share with you about this passage, whether you hear it from the message translation or whether you hear it from the translations in which you've read, God has a purpose for us. And the particular and peculiar thing about all of this is he put the passion in our heart, but he also is calling us to depend on him so that in our relationship we can begin moving forward and hearing God's voice and following the plans that he has for our lives. Questions, thoughts about either of the passages or about what it means when we look at our plans and God's plans and how do we embrace the teaching of God so we can see where the intention is so that we can fully embrace what God has for us. Questions, thoughts. Okay. Well, there doesn't seem to be a lot of questions this evening, but I hope that these particular scriptures uh, got your attention. Next Thursday, we'll look at Proverbs 23 and Psalms 23, and many of us are very familiar with Psalms 23. I would invite you this week to maybe read a different version of both of those scriptures um, to help you kind of see various things that God is showing us. Um, why don't we take a moment? Um, are there any particular prayer requests tonight? All right. Any prayer requests? One, we definitely want to pray for the families in Chattanooga. Um, there's been um, 
some tragedies in the Chattanooga area. Um, I believe it's on um, some type of um, army or uh, base where um, uh, some more information is coming in, but pray for the families in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, Other prayer requests? Janine Ford. Okay. All right. We'll lead her on the list. Mr. Alma Simmons. Okay. All right. We'll pray Elmer, for our Elmer. cities and Elmer our children. Okay, Elmer Boone. Okay. All right. Okay, and we'll pray for our churches as well as our cities and communities. We're uh, bound at the middle of July in some areas of the country. We're at the middle of the summer. Uh, some areas were close to the end of the summer, but, um, you know, we're also just praying for uh, natural disasters that people um, will be able to be healed and restored, um, you know, whatever the type of healing that people will need. Uh, let's go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for just all that you do, God. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. We thank you, God, that you have called us to live as your people. And, God, we thank you for the awakening in our heart and our minds and our very souls. But, God, we know that there's evil in this world and there are people who are plagued by evil. So, Father God, we thank you that you and you alone can guide and direct us in everything and how we're to interact and and understand what's actually going on. But, Father God, there is no answer for evil except repentance. So, God, we ask that you would help us to stand in the gap and pray for our families and the world and for people needing to just repent of sin. And we pray, God, for the move of the Holy Spirit so that there will be a healing all over the world. But tonight, God, we ask that there will be a healing of Janine Ford and Outler Simmons and our cities and our children, Eleanor Boone, as well as all the details that are going on in Chattanooga about the shooting, God. We ask that there would be a peace that would prevail throughout that whole city. And, God, where there have been storms, we ask that you would heal the land. Lord, where there's been destruction, we ask that you would use us as your people, your hands and your feet to assist and love and care and support one another. But, God, there's healing that's needed in the land, and you can provide it. There's healing that's needed in the hospitals, and you can provide it. And there's healing in our homes that need to happen right now. So, God, we thank you in advance for what you will do through us for the healing and the renewal of the minds of your people. And, God, we ask that you would come into every place and space and be the moving power that will change and transform the world. And, God, we give you all the honor and the glory, and we thank you in advance for what you are doing. And, Lord, for those that may be fatigued or tired of waiting for the change, encourage us and empower us to be the change agent for Jesus Christ. So, Father God, when we feel the passion in our hearts, we will listen closer and increase and build our relationship with you so that when you speak the plan, we will move into action. We give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
What a blessing it is to have studied with you tonight. We look forward to studying together again next Thursday on the 23rd, and we'll be studying Psalm 23 and Proverbs 23. Um, Again, I'm Dr. Jackie King with Jones Memorial United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to check out the website, please do so. But every Sunday we have awesome worship at 845 and 11 o'clock. And we are located at the corner of 288 and right up the street from Beltway 8 at Almeda Genoa Road, 2504 Almeda Genoa Road. This coming Sunday I will preach at 11 a.m. But if you're in the neighborhood, come on and stop by and I hope that you will be a part of our worship experience. I pray that you will invite another friend or someone, tell a neighbor about this study, and I pray that uh, God will continue to move and transform each of our lives. Look forward to connecting and seeing you uh, if you're in town and also studying again with you next week. Have a great week in the Lord, and you be blessed. Take care, and good night. See you later.